Well, good morning, friends. Hey, everybody. It is good to have everyone here today. If I have not met you yet, my name is Jake, and I am the Director of Youth Ministry here at Covenant, so I get to hang out with all of our middle school and high school friends, and I am glad you are here. We might be in the dog days of summer, and it is truly so hot and pretty miserable outside, even this early, but today, we get to be encouraged by God's words for us. So let me pray. Dear Lord, please change our hearts to fall more in love with you. Please teach us to slow down and pray proactively with perseverance. We love you and give today to you for your glory and your kingdom. Please guide us and lead us always. Amen. So as we continue our year-long journey following the lectionary text, today we get to look at probably some of the most familiar, beautiful words of Jesus, which is good news. Today we are going to be thinking about how we can be a community that prays proactively and with perseverance, boldness, through it all, because our God loves us so much and wants that authentic relationship with us. So to begin this morning, I want us to start off with a little silly story to set the stage. So imagine this. There's a four-year-old boy who, asked, who was asked to pray and give thanks before the big Thanksgiving dinner. The family members all bowed their heads in expectation. He began his prayer, thanking God for all of his family, naming them one by one. He talked to God how he would talk to a friend. He thanked God for mommy and daddy, sister, brother, grandma, grandpa, and all his aunts and uncles. Then he began to thank God for the food. He gave thanks for the turkey, the dressing, the fruit salad, the cranberry sauce, the pies, and even the whipped cream. Then he paused and everyone waited. And after a long silence, the little kid looked up at his mom and whispered, if I thank God for the broccoli, won't he know I'm lying? <laughs> and so I feel like I can connect with that kid, right? <laughs> um, and that's just a little silly story about prayer. But I love the idea of this childlike faith and how he talks to God how he would talk to a friend. It's real and it's authentic. And today we get to look at the Lord's Prayer. So let us first dive into our gospel reading. So the gospel reading today comes from Luke 11, 1 through 13, page 845. Luke 11, 1 through 13 says, he was praying in a certain place. And after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, may your name be revered as holy. May your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answered from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are in bed with me. I cannot give up, get up and give you anything. 
I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything out of friendship, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and get him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, would give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if, your child, if the child asks for an egg, would give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. So, first we have Jesus praying alone, and then he comes back to his disciples, who are eager and curious to know how to pray. So they ask him, how should we pray? And I know personally, I am super grateful that the disciples asked Jesus how we should pray, because a huge majority of Jesus' ministry, he prayed alone. So in Mark's gospel, it says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he would get up, leave the house, and would go off to a solitary place where he prayed. Then again in Matthew, we see him say, in the late afternoon, after feeding the 5,000, Jesus dismissed his disciples and went up on the mountainside and prayed by himself. And there's so many other accounts like this. So we do know Jesus really valued prayer and would go to God often. But here he explains his heart behind prayer. So this is such a beautiful gift that Jesus gives us. But unfortunately, if you are like me, then most things that we recite by memory lose their power and meaning pretty fast. So today, I want us to be reminded of the power and the beauty of the words in Jesus' Lord's Prayer and how amazing it is that we get to pray the prayer that Jesus himself taught us to pray. So for many, or maybe most of us, the Lord's Prayer has probably lost its meaning because it's over-familiar. But with the Lord's Prayer, Jesus invites his disciples and us into a deeply personal relationship with God, encouraging us to call upon God the same way that he does, with the word Father. He starts the prayer off by saying Father. So from the very start, just saying Father is radical and amazing. This is not the normal way people would have addressed God. This is a much more intimate and familiar and loving way than what most people were used to. No one really understood God as a father figure until Jesus gives us this new way of thinking. Jesus gives us words as we think about God as someone who loves us and pursues us, provides for us and connects with us on a deeper level. So he invites his disciples to call upon God as children call upon a loving parent, trusting that we belong to God and and God wants what's best for us and what's life-giving. Jesus calls us to pray with perseverance and boldness while trusting in God's plan for us. So what I would like for us today is to just sit with the importance of Jesus' words and look at the meaning and heart behind what he has for us in the Lord's Prayer. So in Anne Lamont's book, Traveling Mercies, in an interview with NPR, she says that the sad irony about prayer 
is that it has come to only be a reactive habit. So, for a majority of people's prayer lives, it might look like this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Help me, help me, help me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I know I can relate to that. For so many Christians, I feel like prayer has only become a habit of reactions. Something big, intense, scary might happen in your life, and then we pray about it, pray about it, pray about it, until that event is resolved. And then we might not pray again until there's another big, intense life event. And this isn't bad or wrong, but if it's the only time we go to Jesus in prayer, then we might be missing the heart behind what Jesus has for us. Jesus is giving us a proactive means of cultivating a regular habit of prayer. In this text, Jesus offers three-part teaching. First is prayer, a parable about the prayer, and then some sayings about the prayer. So Jesus is laying his heart out for us. So let's first look at the prayer. The first section is dominated by the word your. So your kingdom come, your name. Not me and mine, but yours. Then there's a very distinctive shift to us. And the amazing thing that it, this prayer is structured in a beautiful parallel to Jesus' greatest commandment. First, to love God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and all your might. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. We see these values reflected as it starts with his address to the Father. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Not Jake's kingdom come, but God's kingdom. Then we turn our attention to us. So where it can be tempting to go into autopilot and not think about the meaning of this prayer, we're called to dive deeper into a relationship with the Creator. So after Jesus shares these words with us, he shares a parable about prayer to illustrate the meaning of it. So hospitality was of the utmost importance in the biblical world. And when a guest arrived, even unexpectedly, and even at midnight, there was no question that hospitality must be extended. So when, this man, or when the man in the story finds himself without enough bread for his guests, he goes to a friend and asks to borrow some, even though he must wake his friend and his whole household up. So this is a crazy story, and I know if I was in the story asleep in the middle of the night, I would have been very annoyed. Do not bother me, the friend answers from within. I feel like we can all empathize with the woken up friend and think that the midnight caller is crazy and really pushing the limits of friendship. But Jesus uses this story to show us the importance of praying persistently. The friend is told to go away after his crazy bold request, but the friend doesn't give up after being told very clearly, do not bother me. Jesus says that the man will eventually respond to his friend's request, not only because they are friends, but because of his shamelessness, his persistence, and his boldness. He will not be turned away and will not give up. And in the end, his friend will get up and give him everything he needs. We also see this important theme, the importance of persistent prayer, played out in our lectionary first reading, as we read before. So we picked up this text with Abraham, understanding of God as one who acts justly and righteously. So that understanding causes Abraham to pray the way he does. 
So this is a really interesting, pretty funny story. We see Abraham kind of haggling with God. We see Abraham approach the Lord and plead boldly and persistently to save the city of Sodom and Gomorrah by saying, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away? The Lord agrees and says, okay, deal. Then Abraham comes back and says, now I have been so bold, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number is 45? Will you destroy the whole city? And it continues on and on. So through this whole reading, Abraham continues to go to the Lord persistently and boldly, not once, not twice, but six times. He pleads to the Lord. So, through, so this example of boldness and persistently talking to God ultimately ends up saving Lot and his daughters. And it can do the same for you and for me, here and now today. So these lectionary texts share exactly how we are called to talk with God with perseverance and boldness. These texts show us the importance of using prayer as a way to create and form a proactive, deeper, authentic relationship with God, rather than a passive, um, almost helpline to God. This text also points to Jesus beautifully. The point is, this is a wicked, bad, bad place. And we see Abraham almost functioning as a mediator for the city, for even one person. And this points to how the wrath of God is taken away, and we are spared because of that one righteous man, who is Jesus. And through this, the entire world is not only forgiven and spared, but ultimately redeemed and made new. So, I am curious, what would it look like in our own lives if we were able to use these examples and talk to God this way? What would it look like to have this boldness and persistence in prayer? So next, we see Jesus give another example, saying, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. This part is really, really interesting to me. So I work with youth here at Covenant. Um, and just like our joke started out this morning, I find kids and teens' prayer life so fascinating. So often, kids will use prayer to really explore, test, and almost see what boundaries and limits they have in terms of their relationship with God. And I feel like we all kind of do that um, in some way or another. We often use prayer to see what is okay to talk to God about, or maybe not to talk to God about, or to ask or not to ask. So even though we might all like to pray for the winning lottery ticket, or to be the star world famous musician or football player, and kids do do this every single Sunday, that is not what Jesus is talking about. This is about the discovery of our loving God who wants to have a personal, real, authentic relationship with us. We are called to pray for God and he will be revealed to us. And this sounds really easy and it can be, but that does mean that we actually have to slow down. We actually have to pray. This means we have to sit and be still and go to the Lord proactively, persistently and boldly. So I want us to stop and think 
about how and when we could do that in our own lives this week? What would it look like if we were a community that constantly went to God in prayer before that big, intense life thing happened? The good news is that we find that the Father loves us, forgives us, and redeems us. Because Jesus finishes this reading by talking about the amazing and overwhelming love of God. Because even us, who are evil and oh so broken, know how to give good gifts to our friends and family, how much more will the Father of the entire universe love us? And ultimately, the gift that he has given us is Jesus. He's given us the most perfect holy gift, who we can go to always and who wants to know us and be with us. There is zero discussions of merit or performance with this gift or in this prayer. It's, so it's not about deserving and earning. We just have to ask. It's beautiful. It's God's grace and gift to us. So in conclusion, I want these readings today to remind us to pray proactively with perseverance and boldness because we have a God who loves us more than we will ever know. Amen. Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. I pray that we are a people that pray proactively and we're able to follow you and to love you because you love us so much. I pray that we are able to go out this week and be still and learn more about you and have an authentic, real relationship with you. I pray all these things in your name. Amen.